This is the work of renowned sound artist Matt Heckert. The piece incorporates 26 identical machines programmed to run in a predetermined sequence. Attention has been paid to the visual aesthetic, but the replicated sound is paramount to the artist. I wanted to deal with the sound that one makes when you flap a large, thin sheet of metal around this wubba wubba sound. And when I was watching it, I thought, well, looks like a bird to me. It's not that I said, I'm gonna make a bird, you know, and see what it sounds like. I said, I wanna make this sound and see what it looks like. Matt has created hundreds of pieces shown in galleries throughout the United States and Europe. For the past 17 years, that work has originated here, at his studio in an industrial area of San Francisco's Bayview District. I teach kinetic sculpture at uh, San Francisco Art Institute, uh, also kinetic sculpture with a, with a sound um, emphasis. I have several of these machines, and I, I call them resonators, make a resonant tone. But this little one, I just, you know, I gave it this little pig name because it had this sort of like oinky sound to it. Matt began working with sound in 1988 when he joined a machine art collective called Survival Research Laboratories. Survival Research Laboratories is probably the premier mechanical arts group in the country. I mean, they're the ones that started it all, the ones that laid the groundwork for things like robot wars to come into existence. I started to work mainly under the pretense of providing soundtracks for the performances. I was specifically thinking about voices for the machines, voices for their different um, attitudes and emotional states that I would imagine that they were going to be um, going through during a performance. And there did come a time when I was growing tired of the sounds that I had no control over. You know, I just came to realize, well, if you really want to take control of, of, of the sound, you're going to have to get out of here because these guys make too much noise. After leaving SRL, Matt focused exclusively on giving voice to machines. In 1990, he founded the Mechanical Sound Orchestra, a touring group of sound sculptures conducted by the artist. The Mechanical Sound Orchestra is a group of machines that were uh, designed almost entirely for the sounds that they would produce. The atmosphere that I always wanted to create was that they would be able to mingle in amongst the instruments, amongst the machines. One thing I could imagine them feeling is that they had maybe uh, been shrunk down and fell inside of a watch or something. These things are clicking and clacking going on around them. Or they're in some industrial processing facility. The last mechanical sound orchestra performance occurred in Lithuania in 1999. Since then, Matt has focused on building installations for galleries. 
Back at his shop in Bayview, Matt is preparing two pieces that will debut at Catherine Clark Gallery in less than a week. My aesthetic, I suppose, has been refined to some extent. I'm always looking for new actions and motions, and I have a much greater appreciation for very simple things um, in a lot of ways. In this thing, I was always thinking about the possibility of there being a sort of fencing action, although there was never a jab, there's only this circling. You know really what I'm thinking more? Praying mantis. It's like more mantis-like than a fencer. Oh well. Matt has already fabricated parts for another piece he calls rotifiers, an installation of six identical machines operating side by side that together create a densely layered and complex bed of sound, an effect that characterizes much of his recent work. Let's do it. The day we had to head down to the gallery, it's just, it's just a regular show day. It's just like hitting the road always, even though it's a short little trip downtown. But it's to a completely another world. It's like clean, crisp downtown office buildings coming from my, the nitty gritty place here. Okay, thank you. Yep. My son, Xavier, um, helped me and uh, that was really a very, satisfying experience that, you know, my son is now 14 years old and old enough to be interested in these things and, uh, and to actually help me physically moving this stuff in and connecting wires and things like that. So uh, that, was, that was really nice. Okay, now, now Xavier, see that little black box? Oh good, it even fits. The pole's constantly falling. So it's a gravity-powered machine. You can play a game of chicken, see how close you can get to your ear. Whoa, that sounds good. Huh. Sounds okay. I like it. Opening night is always fun. It's a big reward. You know, it's a reward to kind of relax and say, yippee, I'm done. You know, if it's going well. If it's not, then you want to crawl into a hole and die. I really enjoy seeing people interact with this stuff. Just hearing what people have to say, watching them, seeing what they, what they do. My favorite element of the piece is how they all interact with each other, depending on where you are in the room and which one you're closer to via speed and sound. How it forces you to walk towards them to figure out exactly what's really going on. Reminds me of uh, uh, the rumble you get when you're waiting for a you know a train in a subway or something. There's sort of that sound that starts coming down the tracks and sound that starts coming down the, the tube. So I like that sort of sense of anticipation that you get with it too. The very first time I ran both of them at once was in this room, and um, oh, they hit sometimes. Yeah, sometimes they hit. I've got these two machines that have these rather random motions, and if I just place them facing each other, people are gonna assume, it's like, well, they're talking to each other somehow, something's going on here. As soon as we see a little mechanism moving in a repeated manner, we immediately attach some amount of sentience or thought or desire, emotion to that thing. 
even if it's just a little, you know, wind-up toy or something like that. When you're making sounds with machines, you can't make new sounds for people that come from industrialized countries because they've heard all of these sounds. In some ways, I'm a farmer, okay? I'm farming people's memories and their experiences that they've already had with these sounds.